Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Welcome into the final episode of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts for the year of 2023. Uh, that's weird. We're going to be in 2024. Crazy, yeah. It's hard to goofy, believe we're there man. already. So I know this is our last episode, last podcast for the year. We're going to do Santa's naughty or nice list. Uh, we'll have a little fun with this with some, I guess, some various products here is what we're going to do. Phil, I'm going to toss them out at you and you would say, yeah, Santa probably put that on the, the nice list. The nice list. Put the that one on the naughty or, list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the idea. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll be back with new episodes starting in January. But that week between Phil and I were just joking that week between Christmas and New Year's is like a dead zone. Uh, so it's like, eh, everybody relax, recharge, yep. you know, get set for the new year, all that good stuff. Right. Uh, and whatever's going to come our way in, in 24, which probably going to be a wild ride. It's going to be a wild year. Yep. I, yes. I would, I would predict. So uh, not, all not across I, the board, I'm a progr- <laughs> prognosticator. Or is that prognosticator. There, there you go. go. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, I, I think it's going to have some, uh, yeah. some interesting twists and turns. So yeah. Yeah, election year. Um, yeah, election years always do. They they present themselves market, very different. Yeah, economy, inflation. Yeah, there's housing a lot, market. A lot of things yeah. that are kind of you know still in the balances and working their way yeah. through the system. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be a little choppy. Yep, <laughs> we're gonna go with choppy. So you we better think, have a good hey, advisor to help kind of walk you through that process. To that's say, true. Hey, that's true. You're good. We're still on track. You know, that's true. You know what? Cover, and, you know. We should totally re- we'll revisit that later on, yeah. and uh, maybe we'll pull this up later on next year and, and see how close we are. Like if I'm like, because I'm sitting here saying, "Oh, it's gonna be choppy," and I'm making faces, uh, and then next year winds up being like it's a stellar year, stellar, some, yeah. right? You know, <laughs> then we can be like, "All right, you stink," you know. That's right. So, My magic eight ball it was broke. <laughs> it really is, man. Yeah, sitting over there, I had to throw it away. It was leaking. Uh, all right, well, let's do Santa's naughty or nice list here, Phil. Um, a fiduciary advisor. I'm gonna just a softball. Come on, yeah, a fiduciary softball. advisor. Start out easy. Uh, very easy. Is this on Santa's naughty or nice list? I would say it's probably got to be on the the nice list, right? So I mean, yeah, fiduciary advisor. That just means a an advisor that puts your interest first. So, which I mean, most probably people are probably thinking, well, doesn't every advisor well, shouldn't do you? that? Duh. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like, well, yeah. not not really. I mean, it's and we've had plenty of shows on that to understand the pros and cons and differences how they work. Um, but just understand their how they're licensed and and what their responsibility is to you. you yeah, know, let's put it and that many way, licenses so. and designations come with the fiduciary responsibility. Correct. Uh, yep. So they're suitable. We've talked about it before. They're suitable, and there's a fiduciary. And fiduciary, right? Uh, most advisors are probably going to be fiduciaries. Most financial well, planners are probably going to be. But well, and that's the key. Check. Most financial planners, you know, and that's always the the concern or I guess confusion in the industry for. You know, just a um, an individual looking for an advisor, quote unquote, is well, right. You know, an insurance only advisor. Nothing wrong with that person. That's you know, they fit a but certain not a person. You know, you know, a certain uh, scenario, but they're not right. a fiduciary, right? Because they they sell a single product. It's insurance, yeah. and insurance yeah. is a product that that's needed. Yep. But it's not a. It doesn't fit every scenario, right? So they can't give you unbiased advice because everything to them, if they're a hammer, everything to them looks like a nail. 
So, yeah, I've yet to figure out how to make the Tommy boy scene when yeah. he's trying to figure out how to explain that the, that their brakes are better than the other guy's brakes. Why would somebody put a guarantee on a box? Hmm. Very interesting. But that's, you know, it's kind of like, do you want to, you know, do you want to trust the guy just saying these are the best brakes or do you want to go with the actual best brakes was kind of the simplistic form. Right. And right. it's the same kind of thing with the, this setup here is they're suitable and there's fiduciary. And yep. so you could go to a person who's suitability only, and they could say, here's three products. All three are technically good enough. Right. Um, but I like this one because it pays me more or because or maybe it pays there's me a, more. Right. There's a trip you know? that, you know, Hey, if I sell this, yeah, right. then the right. company has a you know a deal going on where you get to go on a trip or whatever it is. I right. mean, it's, they're still doing their job. Right. And it's, 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 suitable. It's, it's suitable. Right. Right. But the fiduciary has to look at those same three and go, no, this one is the best one. And here's why. Right. And they have to, they have to back that up, you know, legally, ethically, all that kind of stuff. Right. right? So right. it's just, yeah. So and, I mean, the again, fiduciary most, follows suitability. It still has to be suitable, but it's, I, I always say it's just, it's a step beyond that. Right. So now it's suitable. Here's the three that are suitable. Well, out of the three, which one fits your scenario best? You know, not take taking our view of it out doesn't matter to me, you know, and that's why typically in from a license standpoint, the fee based or fee only are the fiduciaries because to them product, it, they're product agnostic. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, they exactly. their compensation is the same no matter what they recommend. So I like so that, that product. That bias doesn't uh, doesn't get. Which is just natural, right? As a human. Yeah. You, you get biased. We all have biases. Yeah, it's just how it works. So if you so. say you don't, you're full of it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah, product, product agnostic. Agnostic. Like yeah, there you go. That should yeah. be, that should be the tagline there. Instead of fiduciary, uh, product agnostic. Yeah, right. There you go. Uh, a variable annuity. Where's that at on Santa's list? I would have to put it on the naughty list. So, yeah. um, and again, so yeah. let's, let's go back to my history. I've sold plenty of variable annuities back in the day. Sure. Um, back in the wild, wild west of the, the 2000, right after the 2008 financial crisis. I mean, they right. were relatively new then and they were coming out with a brand new product every six months, it seemed like, or three months. It was just right. crazy with the, the evolution of that product. And early on, I think they had some more benefits, but they changed dramatically over time. Um, biggest concern, you know, is understanding the fee structure and how that fee structure yeah, I was gonna works. Because most- say, Why is it on Santa's right. naughty list, right? Typically it's that one, right? Well, and, and again, I'm kind of throwing variable annuities a broad product, right? So I'm throwing the, the variable annuity that has the income riders and is very fee heavy. You know, those products typically can range from, call it three to 4% in a fee. So, excuse me, so I, now I'm losing my voice, so- yeah, I know, right? But I mean, it's, we, got, we got frogs jumping that's around. That's right. It, it's um, just understand how they work, right? Is is what I can say. Yeah. And well, I think and that's very the thing, right? So, so if if you're like, hey, I'm getting seven percent on this annuity, uh, but you're getting charged five, well, then you're well, not getting seven. You're, and the other two. side of that, so I'm getting seven percent, but seven percent on what? Right? Oh, well, that's the income oh. value. Well, the income value is never a value you can get. So it's only used to determine your income at some point. If you turn on guaranteed lifetime income, what the product oh. earns is the investment side. And, and there's two different values often in these products and how they work, right? So, I mean, again, it's yeah. very complex. It, it Sometimes they don't get explained correctly, or even if they do, Again, we're biased. Humans are biased. So you're you're listening to this spiel and and you hear seven percent guaranteed. You're thinking, oh, I'm earning seven percent guaranteed. 
but you're not on the actual account value. It probably is on that income value and understand well, then what does that mean? So anyway, yeah, it's, it's like when you hear, it's when you hear like the free vacation stay, if you go do this other vacation stay and it's like, yeah, what's the catch? Yeah, that's and it's right, like, that's well, right. you gotta do, you gotta sit through the seminar. You know, pressure sales pitch and all the others. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, but then you're looking at the, the really fancy, like the top end, you know, vacation that's coming after it. And that's where all, that's where your mind stayed, right. Versus hearing the other parts right. of it. So yeah, the, the bias can't creep in. That's yes, just, I mean, I would like, throw it on the naughty list because of fees and complexity, you know, and, and just because yeah, okay. of those, it's very yeah. misunderstood and how they work. True. Fair enough. Uh, crypto. Oh, crypto. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> crypto, so I, crypto. I put this kind of in the, the naughty nice. It, it really depends. I mean, it's, it, 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 it can jump throughout the day. Which I want well, to and the reason I say that is this, it's an investment product, right? Nothing wrong yeah. with crypto. Understand what it is though. You know, it, it's, it's not a get rich quick scheme. Um, if you jump into it like that, you're going to, you're going to lose your shirt. So understand what it is, how it works. Um, like it or not, it's where we're heading. You know, it, it's going to be part of the everyday norm um, as this world and this financial industry evolves. Um, so personally, I invest in it, but it, it's it's something that I do just for my own to understand how it works and, you know, don't have clients specifically investing in it, but I know enough to talk with clients about how it works. We do have some managers if you're interested in, in looking at that, but be very careful when you're, you're looking at crypto because it is the, right now it's the wild, wild west out there in the crypto world. Yeah, I liken yeah. it to the early days of the tech bubble, right? Where you had all these companies coming up with oh, yeah, kids in their garage definitely. with this idea. They didn't even have a product or anything going yet, but they were raising millions of dollars and IPOs because they had this idea, right? So that's what's going on yeah. in the crypto world. There's all these crazy things going yeah. on. People are making money. People are losing tons of money too. Right. Out of this whole thing, yeah, there's going to you know, come an lot. evolution of some good crypto, maybe you call them products or whatever, but currencies is how they kind of get referred to now, but it's not really a currency. Right. But cryptos that right. are going to come out of this years down the road, so... True. Yeah. And a lot of times, again, for our base, you know, demographic, yeah, who, you know, it's, more likely, it's, it's, yeah. it's maybe, yeah, heavy on the risk side for you if you're closer to retirement. Right. right? So maybe a little speculative for fun, but be careful. So we'll put that in the, uh, you know, Santa might just leave it just, he might just leave it out. Yeah, and not, not, not even put it on. Nice it's not the naughty or nice about it. It's just understand what it is. Cause it's, it's just, yeah. it's just in the middle. Yeah. Uh, an HSA. I know where you're Yeah, HSA. Go. That's going to be an on HSA. the nice list. So, Especially, I mean, yeah. pre-retirement, building up to retirement, because, and we've talked many times on HSAs, I think there's one, even like a two-show ser series on the, yeah. on the HSA, but there's... Go check that out. We got like a yeah, two-parter. It's yeah. huge, huge benefits. Um, it's the only investment vehicle out there that gives you tax benefit both sides of going into it. You get a tax deduction. When the money comes out, it's tax-free on the way out if it's used for medical. There's no other... Uh, product from a tax standpoint that works that way. So take advantage of that, right? So if, if, if you're in a high deductible plan, make sure you're, you're using it, um, you know, take advantage of that save. And typically our process in that recommendation is you want to put the money in, don't take it out, use it for, think of it almost like a, a retirement uh, medical savings account, health savings account for retirement, IRA for, for medical, mm -hmm. if you want to think of it that way. 
Yeah. The, yeah. We've kind of, yeah. we've talked, you've heard it talked about like a uh, Roth on steroids. Yep. I mean, yeah, lots yep. of, yeah. So lots of pros uh, to the HSA. So put it in naughty. The, the on nice the, list. The, excuse me. Yeah, put on put the nice on list. list so. yeah, exactly. Put that, me on the naughty right. list. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. Time-wise, let's see what we got going on here. Let's jump around a little bit. Um, all right. Well, since we did a variable annuity and it was on the naughty list, what about an indexed annuity? Um, so indexed annuity, again, I'm going to put it in kind of that middle ground. I mean, there's, um, again, they can be somewhat complex because they'll have that income value and account value, some of them. Some of them don't. They use everything based on the the um, account value, but typically they're going to be um, more more efficient from a fee standpoint, right? So you're not going to have as high a fees. Now, granted, again, you got to understand the products and how they work because even though it doesn't quote unquote have a fee, they're still getting paid behind the scenes, so to speak. The insurance company. So just understand how they work. Um, any insurance product yeah. is just by nature complex, you know. So. That, that's my right. my <laughs> only um, concern with any of them is understand what you're buying, truly, how it works. Yeah. And if your advisor isn't going through a, a clear explanation of how this works, then maybe get a second opinion before you jump into it. Because, you know, they're maybe they don't know or, or they're that's not fair. giving you all the information or you're not hearing it all. It's always good to hear it again a second time because you're going to. True. Overwhelmed, yeah. especially on these as you get into them, because there's so many moving parts. Yeah, because there's so yeah, there's but, so many wrinkles and stuff. Yeah, so they're so, yeah, that's they can point. be a great vehicle if you're looking for um, protection, asset protection. Um, one of the biggest advantages you're with with a um, index annuity, you're not going to lose principal to the market. Now that being said, they're not typically growth orientated, right? So I mean, it's not going to be a, a high growth type of investment. Um, Another uh, good use scenario could be if you're looking for some kind of guaranteed income, you know, so those are two typical scenarios that an index annuity might apply to, but. Okay. Uh, all right. We'll speak since we're in the insurance product world, uh, long-term care insurance would, uh, would Santa put that on the, uh, the nice um, I'll put it on uh, Santa would put it on I'll say Santa here. We'll put it on the nice list. So yeah, well, right. You, you know, got the, you got the, the great. The Santa, I should put the Santa hat on today. Put the beard on. Um, yeah, right. I would say put it on the nice list and, and I'll tweak it just a little bit. I would say have long-term care discussion, which may lead to the insurance, right? So again, understand what it is. Um, it's, it's a- The naughty side being it's it expensive. It can be expensive, right? And, and um, okay. you don't don't be, become insurance poor. You know, I mean, you can buy so much insurance that you don't have enough then to, to live retirement, which I mean, that's not a good scenario either. OK, but, OK. You know, but <laughs> understand, right, don't don't ig with that, don't then ignore the whole discussion around long term care, because the reality is it's becoming more and more prevalent as you age. We're, we're living longer. You know, the the side of the that scenario that they haven't quite figured out yet is the brain and, and how, you know, from a cognitive standpoint. Um, to, to make the brain live longer too. So, I mean, there's dementia is very, very common and that's where it gets really expensive in long-term care, you know? So have the discussion. I mean, if it happens, what does it look like financially to, and usually the scenario there is to a surviving spouse, right? So the first person to need care, gotcha. are they going to consume too much of the assets to where now you're putting that surviving spouse in a financial crisis for their later stages of retirement? Yeah, well, definitely long-term care discussion should certainly be on the, yes. the nice list. Wow. Okay. Uh, let's go with something old school. Uh, I feel like the Monopoly guy. All right. 
uh, you know, the little cards, the dividend stocks. What was that like? So. Yeah, you you've received yeah, uh, bank bank, dividend, bank yeah. air on your no, it was not bank, bank air, dividend, but it was dividend yeah, stock yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, there you go. What do you think about dividend um, stocks? I, I put it. Um, I I say the naughty list, and let me explain because I'm going to get a lot of hate for okay. this. I'm sure. Okay. And, <laughs> and the reason I'm going to say the naughty list is I I think most people that are invest in dividend stocks look at it the wrong way because they only focus on dividends which granted dividend stocks are great in that they pay dividends but the, the reality is any investment you have to look at it as a total what do we call total return right there's two aspects of return there's the income side of it that's the dividend but then there's the investment side of it too you know and if you invest, especially again, our demographic for retirement in dividend-based stocks, well, it can be paying a dividend, but if the value, you seeing your, your statement value drop by 30, 40, 50%, are you comfortable with that? Are you going to be able to hang on if that happens? You know, so understand both aspects of it. And the, the reality is with that, is that if that's going on, meaning usually that means we're in some kind of a recession or downturn in a market, what's happening to the dividend. You know, historically, as that happens, companies do cut dividends. So again, just understand, you know, it's almost like the annuities, understand what it is. You know, don't just look at the one side, oh, the dividends, I want the dividends. Okay, that's great. There, sure. There's a company behind right. that dividend though, that, you know, what's their financials look like long-term and, and just make sure you understand, go into it eyes wide open, both sides of that equation. Um, because often I think it gets misrepresented or, or misplaced because of that, because people are like, well, we're going to have a dividend portfolio and, you know, it's average, blah, 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 whatever, right. Heavy dividend. which is awesome. Yeah. Not guaranteed. You know, if, as things happen, companies do cut dividends. Yeah. Number one, secondly, is it's going to have some volatility because at the end of the day, it's still a stock. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So time-wise, we're getting a little long here, so we'll jump around a little bit more. See, we'll do a couple more. Uh, Roth IRA, Santa. Oh, yeah. That, where, that's got to be on the, the nice that? list. So, you know, okay. Yeah. Right. That was pretty yeah, easy. Understand the Roth. Softball. Make sure you build it into the plan. But again, like anything, it can be like the Christmas cookies, right? It's on the nice list, but you can overconsume that Christmas cookies. So same, same thing here. Make sure you know where it fits. Don't put everything into a Roth IRA because then it might not be quite appropriate in your scenario but it uh, okay don't the, overstuff on the christmas cookie don't, don't overstuff, overstuff on, on the, the roth, roth maybe um have have the right blend in in your your overall scenario like your tax buckets so yep. i like it okay uh risk assessment score okay so i talk to advisors all, yeah. all across country some love it some think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread think they absolutely think you should do it and, and keep up with it and they use that heavily and others think it's just a waste um, of time What's your thoughts on I mean, the I put risk it on the nice, I, I put Santa's it on the thoughts? nice list. And, and the reason is this. I mean, it depends on okay. what you're using it for. If if it's a if it's the only thing you look at, right? If you say, well, your risk assessment puts you at a, a moderately aggressive portfolio, so here's what your scenario is. You know, so everything right. goes into moderately aggressive, which is more volatile, and that's what they're comfortable with. But yet this clan is now in retirement. Well, even though they're comfortable with that, and usually risk assessments are that's kind of their focus, right? What is your comfort level? Well, now, because of sequence of returns risk, you actually might not have done what I would call the, the right thing for that client, because now you've put them at a higher level of risk than what is appropriate for their scenario. 
So again, just understand it's key. We use it with clients. Um, and as an advisor, we have to, right? It's, it's an important aspect to understand what is your comfort level? You, you don't want to, to go into a scenario saying, you know, oh yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with risk. And then you get there and the market's down 20, 30%. And you're like, oh, this is, I get me out. I can't do this. Well, that's the, you know, we need to know that ahead of time. So that's where we look at the risk tolerance yeah. is more from a, that drawdown and that volatility. What's your comfort level? How are you going to react if you get a statement right. over two, three, four months and this happens? You know, if you're saying, hey, I understand that I'm long-term focused and I, I under, I'm comfortable with that. Okay. Then if we're doing that for our clients, well, that's probably going to be in a later bucket. It's a more risky type investment because now we have time to ride through that volatility and it's not going to harm them. So. So it can be a it can be a helpful identifier, but not necessarily it shouldn't be Rudolph's yeah, nose. It, it shouldn't be the, the only thing that your advisor's looking at. There, that's a good analogy. Your your advisor's only looking at that yeah. risk tolerance and saying, Oh, well, you said you're moderately aggressive, so that's here it is. It's on everything you have, you know, right? Ah, right. Probably is gonna get the the wrong result for that client in the long run. So Okay. But risk assessment score, risk, say yeah. that three times fast, risk assessment score uh, could certainly it's be a helpful absolutely piece. a helpful so piece. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Santa's naughty and nice list. We'll wrap it up this week here. We'll get out of here and let you guys enjoy your holiday season. Uh, Phil, I hope you and the family and all of our so viewers much. and listeners have a great holiday season. Enjoy themselves. And we'll be back in January with some new episodes right here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify. Google's all now YouTube. Uh, so go to YouTube thing and subscribe. We've got little shorts on there and we've got the full videos and you can subscribe that way. So lots of stuff out there for additional content from Phil and you can find it all at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. Right. Buddy, I'll Have see you next Merry year. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. We'll see you after the first of the year, 2024. Phil? Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.